Like if I was selling dog food, I would do a podcast about how to train your dog. Does your dog chew up furniture? And then you're all like, yeah, my dog chews up furniture. And you're like, okay, well, today's podcast, we're going to talk about five ways to, to help you solve that problem. I gave you number five. I give you number four. I give you number three. Right in between, or depending on where you want to place, and you have to test this out, like b between three and two or between two and one, I then plug Are you listening? the dog food that I'm selling. Damn. Okay, I'm ready. What are we talking about? Are you finding the memes? So, yeah, well, I was looking <laughs> up the memes from Alexa. So, we're talking about Alexa because, you know, she's all over the news. Amazon's Alexa, and all these things have been going on. But the, this thing came up with my feed the past couple of days on Facebook, and it was about the 60s. It was, you know, the people in the 60s, so they were always worried about wiretaps and the Cold war and all that. Cold war, right. And so now the meme is like, you know, we're, we were so worried then, but now we're like, hey, wiretap, give me a recipe for pancakes. My kids played with it all day yesterday saying, hey, Alexa, do this. Hey, but, you know, it is a way for people to listen in. But my thought is, really, we carry them around all the day. Anyways, they could listen in. They've been able to listen in for years. If you're worried about privacy in today's world, you should have been born in the 50s because you're <laughs> shit out of luck. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. I, that's it's a it's a decision I make. I'm like I'm just not worried. I want my recipe for pancakes, and I know that they can watch me any way they want, anyways. So why am I going to stress? Well, and it's the so my mom has a really interesting viewpoint on this. She's like, let them listen in. I'm not doing anything wrong. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in a different situation. I still think it's weird that people are listening in. Or possibly, we don't know. No, no one gives a shit about your pancake stuff. That's what, you know what I'm I mean? thinking. <laughs> like at the end of the day, no one really cares. I think it's just people just don't like their people being in their business. But I get it. I get that whole situation. However, I don't think it's that. Uh, I'm more interested in like the the um, immediate applications for these, mm -hmm. the Alexa thing, because it's like it's all fun and dandy right now, but. It's going to get real serious real quick. The same thing that happened with phones, right? Like, right. It was fun to text people. Now can you imagine if people couldn't text you? No. No. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't text me. <laughs> but I can't imagine not yeah. being able to get the text. Well, I get mad whenever people send me or call me and tell me something that could have been done over text. Have you ever had that situation? Yes. Where you're like, why did you waste my time for this? You literally could have sent that in a text message. And then on their end, they're like, but it's about the relationship. They want that connection. And I'm like, but it, for me, I get it, but it's also about the business. Like, I've only got this much time to get all these things done. Well, we're all doing that. We're all, you know, we talk about the attention span thing. I think it's because, like, now we have the capability of being busier. But I wish we did it. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> like, well, and this is a huge debate, too, is the work-life balance thing, right? Right. Um, let me adjust that. The work-life balancing is a huge debate going on right now because you do have the capability of working all the time. And people are, you know, whether or not – I personally don't think it's a big that big of a deal. I don't think there's a magic number when it comes to work-life balance because no. people are different. People's yeah. relationships are different. People's, you know – you can't judge anybody based off of the hours that they work. That's a personal thing. It is very personal. When when um, John and I have had lots of conversations about this at different times, because I'm always like searching for that, right? But I can only have so much of what other people would call balance because I can't just sit there. 
So like when we were talking about things and he asked me to like step back from something and kind of chill a little bit, I just got depressed because I was like, well, now what do I do? Like, I don't want to watch television. Like, it sucks the, for me. I like it sucks yeah. all the brain cells out most of the time. I don't want to sit here and like, so I have to be constantly doing something or I don't feel good. I'm the same way. If I put on Netflix, it's mm-hmm. for background noise. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I will sit there and watch, like, if I'm, like, really interested in it. But I have to be – I have to be at the point where it's, um, like, I don't know, my body's demanding because I don't like sitting there. Right. Even, at, like, even whenever I do, like, try and sleep in in bed a little bit, I'm on my phone, like, doing the – you know, Facebook messaging people, Instagram DMing people through this stuff, because it's again that's the whole thing. Like you can literally work from anywhere at any time. Right. And that's scary for people. But anyway, down to the back to the Alexa thing. Um, it's so funny to me that like when you were saying that like your kids are messing around with it mm-hmm. and they're playing with it and uh, where if people really wrap your head around how quickly the phone became an integral part of your life. When you really understand how quickly that happened, it should not surprise you when Alexa does the same thing. Yeah, I think it's been my first, like really my first phone. Well, I don't remember when I had the first one. My first smartphone, as we call them. Um, I, I didn't want to get a smartphone. I was like, I don't, I don't want to get into all that. Like, oh, I, I shat on the phone. iPhone when it first came out. Yeah, I didn't want anything like that. I just wanted to be able to, like, it, have it if I needed it, if there was an emergency. And my husband's the one that convinced me to get the phone because he said, his, I forget things. And so we agreed that I needed bells to, and whistles to go off at me on a calendar. Yeah. So I had the, I don't remember what it was. Oh, my God. That was, like, the number one the, utility for the, the iPhone HTC, when it first came out. Evo? Eve, what was it? Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember. I don't know. It was one of the first ones. I'm sure the iPhone was out first, but I remember. No, it was the it was iPhone when I was in high school when it came out, and I had one rich friend who had it the day it came out, and I had so much animosity because he was rich because Mm -hmm. he was he was like he was a lazy fuck. Yes. And it bothered the shit out of me. You know, he's he's much better now. So like, if he's listening, I don't want to like shit on him because like he's way better now than he used to be. But, um, like, that frustrated me. Well, most of the people I knew that had them were um, involved in illegal activities. So. They're making their money. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was it. So they were working, but, like, I I wasn't going there. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but, yeah, like, it's just so interesting. Like, because I, I remember that. Like, the biggest thing was the iPhone was, I remember it was, like, a big deal that the iPhone could play music. Yes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that being a big deal. I remember the calendar being a big deal. Um, I remember the App Store was, like, there was nothing good on the App Store. It was absolute crap. Um, and it was super well-regulated, too, because it was only Apple's. I, uh, only Apple that was producing apps for it, right? right? Um, but anyway, the same things. I think the same thing could happen. I mean, it, I think is going to happen. Making a prediction is always scary because then you are got to listen to yourself later and be wrong. Well. But. I think you're right. I think the Alexa and, and things like that, because you've got the Google. My husband, so in my bedroom, normally, except my hus- my children accosted Alexa from my room last this weekend. But normally, we've got Alexa on my side of the bed, because I'm an Amazon girl. And he's got Google, because he's a Google guy. Yeah. And so we, he's got the mini, and I've got the dot. And 
you know, there's this kind of battle. Have you thing noticed? They're going to take over. Have you noticed which one's better? Have you paid attention to that at all? Have you tested them? That's what we need to do. Yeah. We need to do a video testing all three of them because Apple has one too. Uh, we should because the test that my husband and I did at home, I wish I could remember the exact details, but whatever it was, Alexa won. I remember that. Yeah. It had to do with a question and Google like totally shut down and didn't know. <laughs> and, and Alexa said something. Oh, it had to do with bad words. We tested something with bad oh, yeah. words. Yeah, I'm not going to repeat it. But Google had a. But Alexa apologized to me. Test anxiety. But Alexa apologized. Alexa will not cuss at you. She apologized to me. That's unfortunate. Can I get I one that will? Her. You could probably create an app or program it to cuss at you. Do that. But my kids try. I heard my kids. They didn't know I was listening. But I heard them <laughs> trying to get, it, get her to do that. I our test was like my husband was like, see what happens if you say, you know. Oh, to be so, quiet. Yeah, so Alexa has, if I'm not, your your echo is probably listening in like, what the hell do y'all want? Um, Alexa has, I think if I'm mistaken, Alexa has a, um, it has an app that it's like copycat, where you say something and it says it right back, like verbatim, right? Or if you can program it to say something, I don't know exactly, okay. I'm going to have to test around a little bit. But the reason why I brought that up is because I got mad the other day. I was watching a video and it was this guy who asked Alexa, and the video was this guy asking Alexa, who is Jesus? And the answer Alexa gave was, Jesus is a fictional character. And then they like went blew up, and the thing went apeshit, and everybody was pissed off on Amazon. Well, the guy fabricated it. It was faked. If you go in there right now under the Alexa, and we, I'll bring it in here in a minute, we can test it. When you ask it, it reads the Wikipedia entry. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the point was I was trying to make is like it's, it's frustrating to me when you have people like that who are doing that shit and crapping on a country, uh, a company. Like the laughing thing? For views. That thing that people have done where it's supposedly laughing like crazy in the middle of nothing. I don't know. It's some of it's fake. fake. Like, it, yeah, cause it's so it easy fake. to fabricate. Yeah. Um, and then it frustrates me because then so many people are listening to it. Yeah. And watching that stuff and they think it's true. But that's not going to matter anyway because in the long run, those people get smoked out of their bull crap. Well, and sometimes she just doesn't give you the answers you want anyways. Because yesterday my husband was new. talking to my kids. Uh -huh. And, well, I, this was like a weird thing too though. Homunculi. Homunculus. They okay. want to know the... They, they said, Alexa, what's humunculus? humunculus? And Alexa gave this definition. My husband was like, well, that's not what I want. Ask for the definition of humunculus. It talked about the book. And so it, they had to ask it all these specific questions to get close to the definition they wanted, and it still wasn't the definition. He's like, well, that's not what I was hoping for. And he was all disappointed, but, like, she's just reading from the computer. It's not like she's inventing this right. stuff. Well, now, will she, though? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> when you think about the, the, the leaps and bounds that, like, AI voice technology has made over the course of even six months... Oh my God! I cannot imagine. Like it's gonna get. It's crazy now with the things you can do. Like just wait till you're able to have a real conversation with it. That's a little scary to me. And that's that not is. far fetched. That is a real thing that could happen when you when it's the AI is so strong that you're able to literally have conversations with it. And when you ask for the definition of humunculus or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's not the one, and you have you literally have a conversation and say, well, that's not what I meant. What I was talking about was da 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 da. -da. And then they understand what you're saying, right. and then it goes and traces down what you're actually looking for. Oh my God! Yeah, it's gonna be terrifying for some people. When was that book I, I Robot be written? Awesome. I Robot the yeah, book itself. The book I don't itself. Where's Alexa? What I'm as we're talking, well, she's in the other room because otherwise she keeps talking to us when yeah. we talk. 
But I you was, can't have an Alexa podcast with Alexa in the room. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking as you were talking, I remembered the book. Um, it reminded me of that book, but also in a different level of Fahrenheit four fifty one. Now Fahrenheit four fifty one was written in like the fifties, um, if I remember right, and I can look it up. But he, when he wrote it, he was talking about um, where we were going, right? So why I love science fiction. It was one of the first science fiction books I, I read because I used to give it this bad rap. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it talked about how we turned into this digital age. It talked about little things in your ears that you could hear people through. And it talked about full um, size, like your whole wall being a television and things like this. And how that was... Basically, this the the society had turned into that's what they wanted you to look at because they didn't want you to think about anything. You weren't allowed to think, and so books were banned. And firefighters began. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar you are with the book, but I'm about the listeners read the book. So firefighters now instead of putting out fires, started fires to burn, to books. burn books. And um, it really drew me in because of the importance that for me the importance of literature and reading and how I just think that's the foundation of all things. But I wonder now when iRobot was written because that's what. And me being, you know, close to twice your age, I remember that was not like something we really thought about. It was this far off idea, but it's happening. Just like Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. we have all those gadgets that they were doing. I mean, yeah. we're not burning. Well, we have burned books, but firefighters are not burning books. Right. But I, it made me, makes me wonder when. The funny thing is, it's happening. Oh, it's by Asimov, so. It's the, the, the book burning thing is happening in a less literal sense, I think. What's I? This is this could be a case study for sure for someone to overtake because we're sure as hell not doing 1950, it. Nineteen fifty, by the way. I robot. I So there was Asimov. there was a lot of technological or technology demonizing that was happening in the fifties. Um, Pro- fear, by fear face, of what like was we happening. Talked about what happens with social media now, mm-hmm. but so much reality in it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So the 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 book demonizing thing is interesting. Or the, the burning thing, because, like, I think, metaphorically, we've done that. Well, it, we've actually burned books, too. Like, there have really? been There have been times, points in time, like, we'll have to look it up the exact time. Oh, well, I mean. Where books have been burned. There are places, like, I mean, in Nazi Germany that that happened. Um, there's a lot of that history that he wanted erased. Um, but what I'm talking about is more metaphorical. What I'm saying is there's so much information out. And it can literally be created by anybody that credible sources are hard to find now. And they're hard to oh, recognize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that. When you look at, if I right now, we talk you about this with. our age difference right here. Because I'm thinking about all the books that were actually banned in like the 60s. Not that I was born in the 70s, but I'm thinking that. And you're like over here all about the fact that everybody can publish a book. They just start. Yeah. Well, no, I get so, you. But no, but I'm with you. Yeah. But things are, because we were just talking about when we talked about the millennial, the generation, because you can't trust so much stuff that's out there. You can't find credible sources. Yep. And so these kids think that Google... A Google search is now a credible it, source. It, it's not it, even a source. It's yeah. Well, go, yeah. Google's not the source. Well, the funny but thing they is, think it is, you know. So I remember growing up, and everybody was like, Wikipedia is not a value. Like a Wikipedia is way more like um, uh, credible now than most places on the internet. Right. Which is but weird you, to me. But because it's not because anybody can change it, it can't be a credible source yeah. because anybody can change it. But because anybody can change it is what's kept its its credibility. True. Because it's open source that way, that no one person is controlling that information, which has made it 
because of the way it's set up, there I people are generic like as a whole, as people a whole. are good people. Yeah. And they don't want false, you know, lies out there. There are some people that want to change stuff, but because and those Wikipedia are the people is, that make it not be able yes. to be trusted. Yes. Um, but that Wikipedia is a really good example. Like that's a metaphor for the internet as a whole. It, because everything is so open source, anybody can change anything and say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Metaphorically, we have burned books. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I think it's a a, a mixed thing. In 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 uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one, it was talking about it was talking about the the value of education and having a mind of your own and being able to think for yourself more than anything else. Um, and the intent of the government to feed you information yeah. and to keep you from from thinking about things. Um, so it was a little bit different twist than what we have specifically right now. We've, this we've kind of created for ourselves, I think. Um, it's great that we have access to all this information, but it's difficult to weed through all the information and to find the truth and to find what you need. And so we make so much of it, the important information becomes invalid because you can't find it. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're already moving past it. Whenever, so? whenever I, and I just these little things that I see that are popping up that don't, aren't normal. When you see, we so for a while, and this it's so funny how quickly it's happening too, because it's not like social media and the internet's been around that long. Mm-hmm. But for a while, the whenever we talk about there's a there's a real reason why this the fake news media thing exists mm-hmm. like why that whole trope exists is because there's a there's an air of truth to that a little bit i'm not saying all of them i'm not saying any specific one there's a grain of truth in all but of there's them. a grain of truth in that yeah. because it, i mean whenever one one two or even three organizations control the information that is and especially when it's privatized mm-hmm. there are problems with that right but now that we've moved into the, this the internet era that we're in right now and the th- you know three or four major networks that are controlling that stuff no longer have control of the information is why we're having the shitstorm we're in right now because they can say something and then I can find five different sources that contradict what they're saying so now no longer they're no longer oh, like today sorry side note yeah anyway they're yes. no longer <laughs> so they're no longer they're no longer looked at as credible even if yeah. what they're saying is true because I can find sources that contradict it, they're no longer looked as true. So what's happening, and this is grand thoughts that I'm having, what's happening is because we've shifted that to now looking at our own stuff, even if it's wrong, we're now doing more research as a whole than we used to do before because we just trusted them blindly. Now more people are looking at research, and they may be researching the wrong shit and getting it from the wrong people right. and looking at fake news. But over time, what's going to happen is that fake news stuff is going to get is going to get weeded out. And I think because I'm watching a little bit now that too, where people are now asking whenever I see um, all of the political the fights that stuff. I see on happening on on Facebook that yeah. I try really hard to stay out of. Um, I go and look at this stuff, and now I'm seeing people. Well, where are your sources? Right. And I've not, that's not been, that's really recent development that's happened in the past, you know, six or seven months now. Well, about a year now. People are now asking for sources. When you start asking for sources and you have to really start digging deep into the internet for real sources, then the bullshit starts getting weeded out. Because yeah. then, like, your little meme that says, you know, X, Y, and Z politician said this shitty thing isn't true. Yeah. 
then those memes start getting weeded out. And I think as that plays itself out over the long run, we're then going to be more the skepticism is going to turn into healthy skepticism instead of the unhealthy skepticism it is right now. I think, can skepticism really be unhealthy? I mean, unless you're paranoid, but I think that's a little bit different because I think I taught with the three years that I taught English. No, I, I, I taught, like, you need to question. So I said, nobody really cares what you think. Mm-hmm. If you can't find valid information with from reputable sources, like, nobody's going to listen to you. Well, nobody's going to pay attention. When I say unhealthy skepticism, I'm talking about the extremes that happened. It was like, and this is not everybody. So, hey, you know, my brother's like, don't say everybody, but anyway, I'm over-exaggerating. I know what you mean. I yeah, know what you Ray mean. gets mad at me for that. But anyway. It's a generalization. Like, it's a huge generalization. But, like, at again... What happened was we were like, okay, we're going to trust these people to tell us what the news is. And then we went way left field, and they're like, they're all full of shit. There was no middle ground that happened. Right. It was immediately. And there's always them. a middle ground we in don't. reality. Yeah, and so we did this weird little backwards thing where we're like, we, we trust them. We don't. And now it's going to be like, okay, we're going to trust some of this stuff. It's say. the pendulum. Yeah, it's, it's recorrecting. Yeah. yeah, and it's swung it's all over, itself. and now it's coming back to the middle, and eventually it's going to align. Yeah. But then something else is going to come disrupt it. Yep. <laughs> Our history is very predictable. <laughs> very predictable. Well, it's Let's, a pendulum. That's the way it works. I think it's going to happen. That might happen with um, with the voice stuff, because yeah. um, that's open source too. Anybody can jump on, and and then there's going to be like real credibility that might come out of that, because now you're not talking about memes, you're talking about someone saying something in a really powerful voice over the Alexa that's false, right? that like, could get dangerous too. Like the example you gave that got people upset about um, about the Jesus, about someone saying Jesus. With the Alexa thing, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. created their app and the, taught Alexa to say Jesus was a fictional character. Yes. Well, some people might believe that, but a lot of people don't. And the point is, I, is that people who don't believe that. Yeah. When that was one of the posts where I saw that too, where the guy posted it and it got all these shares and everybody was crapping on Amazon. But I was seeing people that were they are real credible and like thoughtful people that were like basically were posting their own videos of them doing it too, like, no, this isn't true. No, yeah. this isn't true. Here's the stories, here's where they called this guy out. Cause it's again it's I mean, anyway, it's hard to it's hard to dig through that stuff. It is. It is. And it, what I like, it, you know, it happened with Snopes, and now it's happening in the in other realms because... Um, Snopes, the fact-checking place? Snopes, yeah. yeah. Because people, have, you know, have you checked this on Snopes? And everybody, so then you put the thing about yeah. Snopes. But now it's happening in more areas. So it's not just the occasional random rumor type thing that's obvious. It's more yeah. more things are getting asked for. Yeah. Well, it's great. Snopes is, how old is Snopes? I, Freaking old. I I don't even know. Snopes. I don't. Let me look at this. Snopes. Yeah, I have founding. no idea. Um, and then you know what I thought of though, and it was recently. I thought, well, how do we know we can trust Snopes now? <laughs> well, you know why? I, well, because Snopes does something that most people do not. Um, they they give sources, like. Got it. The they put the link out to the website from the government agency that put this stuff out. So now it's like then you got then you've gone a full circle like can we trust the government? But people can go screw themselves. Like those there there's a lot of red tape yeah. that goes through making those articles. So um, yeah, no, I've I have found their arguments and their sources to be credible enough that if it, if it, you know you know it's a decent measure. Whenever 
whenever I was looking at, because I remember when our first time I ever saw Snopes for the first time, I wanted to know what their how their credibility was. And so what I did was found something both super left wing and super right wing. Both I knew that were incorrect. That's and looked them up one. on Snopes, and they both he they called both of them out. And I'm like, okay, there's some credibility here if they're not picking a side. Well, and that's where I'm hoping that this whole like correction of the pendulum will go. So with all the fake news and all the stuff and being worried about what you know, what's Alexa do, what's it not going to do. I'm hoping that we just begin to get some more truth, which is what you were talking about. Like, because anybody can provide information, can we just get some credible stuff where we don't have these these big media giants necessarily that, could, like you said, earlier, control everything we hear? Um, because no matter which side you're on of that, like, most of us don't want to hear that crap. Most yeah. of us just want some news. I, you and I were talking about how if I really want like some unbiased news about what's happening here, I'll go to BBC. Yeah, you got to go to a different country to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I can't trust any of the media outlets here. Yep. No kidding. Anyway, that went that went a little bit political, but it's true. Um, it's true. So let me see. What was that? Let's look at some. Um, oh, so the thing. Other thing I want this so moving into like a marketing standpoint of this, mm-hmm. um, if listening to the rest of this podcast and understanding where voice is headed, it would make a ton of sense, which is what we're doing, to make some sort of audio that would that can be placed on Amazon, on an Amazon skill, mm-hmm. which I need to work on that. I need to get that done somehow. Um, Cause the 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 I listen to news every morning on Alexa, every single morning. Alexa, what's my news? And it plays a little news briefing that I've picked the different news agencies that I want to listen to. And I think it's it's Gary V three sixty and Reuters are the two that I listen to. And then it tells me the weather at the end, which I've kind of figured out by the time I get here. But um, <laughs> but no, like and then I think like if you're able to like really captivate an audience through that stuff. That could be really, really useful if it's on their daily news briefing. The way that if you understand, if you have an Alexa, you understand how this works. You ask for your news. It gives you the daily briefing of the skills that you've chosen, mm-hmm. right? So basically the channels that you've chosen to listen to in the morning. It's the same right. thing back in the day when someone flipped on their television station for the news that they're watching that morning, right? Right. Difference is you're the one producing that news. And so if you're able to produce that news that's relevant to the consumers that you're yeah, at, then you can use that as a really strong marketing tool because they're going to listen to you every morning. Yeah. Every single morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, thinking of... And it's free! Yeah. It's free! I'm just thinking of, like, the like limelight makeup, the things that, you know, my side things that I do, and think I could put out a makeup tip every day. And just tell people, oh, well, do this. Yeah. Oh, so hold on. Because we just went really crazy on people. I don't think – I just realized that we just kind of thought through that really neat. But I don't think most people think about the voice thing in that way. You're like, let's give out makeup tips. You know how I think most people are going to use Alexa and screw that up? They're going to make a skill. And every day they're going to give out a coupon. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see the coupon thing happening forward. Like, hey, you know, Alexa news briefing, and then it's going to be from Toys R Us, and I'm using them because they're going bankrupt. Uh, Toys R Us, hey, 20% off all giraffe toys today. Well, then you show me that three or four times, uh, uh, you know, three or four times throughout a week, I'm going to delete your ass. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, well, that's, and then we go back to, like, the whole marketing thing. Of, there has to be a purpose. There has to be something that you're doing for the consumer because nobody cares about your shit. Nobody cares. Nobody There's cares. so much shit everywhere. Nobody cares. The, the, I, I really want to do that one day at a speaking engagement, the way Gary Vaynerchuk does. Like, give your question. Don't give me your, like, don't don't, don't give the sales. Don't sell me your stuff. No one's here that shit. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they don't. Like, that, and that's, there's a million people. I told that to a lady today at the round table. There, is a, there are so many people out there that sell so many things. Nobody cares about it. What's funny is I think there's a, uh, the marketing world, and nobody specific, just in general, the marketing world in general is super, super contradictory in the way that they approach this. Because everyone is like, well, we want to we want to make sure you differentiate yourselves. We want to make sure you look different than your competitors. But then they go in to do the same shit that the competitors are doing. Yep. Right? Like, just because the picture's funny doesn't mean you're not trying to sell me your product. Like, we're not stupid. Right. There's a, that, that BS meter is really strong with, with people these days. Yep. Um, but if you want to really look different, like, how cool would it be if... Man, like if I was, I'm just trying to think like if I were to start a different kind of brand. I don't know. What am I selling? Give me a product to sell. Tires. Okay, if I'm selling tires. (laughs) Okay. Well, if I'm selling tires through um, Alexa, for example, um, I'm thinking like if you could do a podcast that was a car podcast, for example. Don't Don't tell me about your damn tires. Right. Right. We get you. We understand. Right. That I can Goodyear, search up those tires on the internet. I don't need good, you to well, tell Well, think me. about it. Like Goodyear. Yeah. Goodyear is a tire brand. They sell fucking tires. But if Goodyear was doing a podcast that was talking about like muscle cars, for example. Right. Well, then holy shit. Now they're selling tires to the muscle car industry. Right. Like all of them. Because no one else is doing a muscle car podcast. Right. And Goodyear's got the resources where they could do a muscle car podcast a NASCAR podcast. They could do um, like 1959 Chevrolet podcast about those cars to people who are rebuilding old cars. Like they've got the resources to produce that that much media that mm-hmm. they could take over totally if they were smart about the way they did that. Same thing with Michelin. Michelin, the way they did their uh, the restaurant ratings. Have I ever told you about this? Yes, actually you have. I'm going to put it on the podcast though because you people got to hear this. This is so yes. cool. M- Michelin... Cool. Um, Michelin did the, the, they started the five-star restaurant, five-star rating, Michelin mm-hmm. five-star rating, right? Well, they started that. First of all, they're producing a different kind of media there that's around their tires. Not, not around their tires. I'm getting there. Different kind of media that's around restaurants, right? Right. As but they do with their tires. This was the them. kicker they were doing. They were rating restaurants outside of town as Michelin five-star ratings so that you would have to drive there. Right? You have to drive farther out of town and wear your tires down quicker. It's brilliant. That is brilliant. A little sleazy. <laughs> little sleazy. Very sleazy, but actually, it's, but it's brilliant. It's super smart. <laughs> yeah. So, but, in, you know, think of it in a less sleazy terms anyway. So tires could do that. I don't know. Same thing with, like, I dog give you number five. I give you number four. I give you number three. Right in between, or depending on where you want to place them, you have to test this out. Like, between three and two or between two and one. I then plug the dog food that I'm selling. Like, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, um, before we get to number one, I want to give a shout out to Bedf- your bed f- dog food. 
Um, if you guys want to check it out, you know, you can go to our website at www.bedf.com. And then now on to number one. Real quick, out of the way, you're not, you know what I'm saying? And I could totally have Alexa tell that to me every morning, my little dog training tip. Yes! Let's do that. We're going to do a Beyond Elite dog training tips. But I, we need someone who actually knows how to train dogs because my dogs were shit. Well, well, yeah, mine, I'm not good at that either. So I'm not sure. Maybe maybe we should choose another podcast but have the same idea. But do you see, like, <laughs> lo- like for, you know, the for people listening, like, that's the point is you're producing content that's giving them some sort of value first before you try and sell them right. something. It's the same way that you, when you're building relationships with people, if you try and invite a stranger to a party, they're going to look at you weird. Right. But if you really, some of them, if they're like party animals, they might go. But if once you really know somebody and you've provided that, no, 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 let me use a better analogy. If you ask a stranger to help you move out of your apartment, <laughs> right? Unless they're right. really, really nice guys, like they're not going to do that. But a friend, because over time, You've provided them some sort of value. Right. When you ask them, they're way more obligated to. And they feel like they're obligated to, too. Right? You're not guilting anybody into doing it. Correct. That's the, anyway, that's the long game. That's the whole thing. That's, you want to be in the consumer's mind in the place that when you're there so frequently in a way that they enjoy or that gives them some kind of value that when they're ready to go buy with that product that you sell, you're the only person I think of. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Heidi, to close yes. this out, I'm curious. I want to know, how long have you been with, you've been here now? December. Since December. So we're now like four months. We're in my fourth month. So I want to know your biggest takeaways so far. From the day you met me. From the day I to met where you. where we're at now. Which was I know, what, like October? I don't know. When was that? First of all, did I come across as a douchebag? <laughs> no. No? You didn't come across as a douchebag. No. no, 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 no. I think I come across no. that way sometimes. So, okay. So, from meeting you, the, my biggest takeaway from that was was the person who kind of took over the roundtable to talk about their own media. And I finally set up and I said, look, oh, I, I appreciate the fact I that that has value about. and that all media, yeah. for me, personally, oh all media can have value. I remember you that day too because yeah. I remember you just like looking around like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and apparently he was somebody big, which, I know, but I was like, I don't know who you are. And yeah. I came here to learn about social media because I knew it was the one thing I was missing in my business. Yeah. Like, in a, I saw these people around me get, make, getting rich you know, I mean, they're working hard, but I'm like, what am I missing? And so yeah. I didn't want to hear about all those other things that they thought were better. Like, it was supposed to be about how social media could help us. Yeah. And so it was kind of monopolized in that other way. So I finally stood up and said, okay, stop. And then um, when I began to share, like, you all gave me some practical advice. Yeah. Um, and then Kat, we ended up hiring you. Um, I got involved through Kat when she hired you for the Bridal Association mm-hmm. to take over the, the event. And then um, as I sat here and listened to you through those sessions, what I, <laughs> biggest takeaway was, oh my God, I do not want to put the effort into all of the behind the scenes stuff that it's going to take for me to get rich. Yeah. Um, in my business because, that I was in. Because. In my it, business that I was in. At yeah. first you were seeing surface level right. stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was seeing like the little top thing that these people were doing. And then even that I knew was a lot 
Um, I knew I was, one thing I was missing was consistency and things like that. But when I really began to talk to you and I realized the depth and the, and the, the knowledge that it would take, well, not even just the knowledge, um, but the, it's the time. the time and the little detailed stuff that I don't like the and nuances. enjoy. The, yeah. yeah, those little tiny pieces in the background that you have to really create. Um, and it's not even just the creating and the, because I love sitting and like talking about ideas, but it's okay. Now that we have our ideas, we have to actually go produce the video and produce the thing and produce this you know, and get it all in the there. Ex- and that drives me nuts. Yeah. And so I realize I don't want to put the kind of time in that these people who are making so much money, because, and this was direct sales, um, you know, because it was Limelight by Alcone, which is a product I love and believe. And I couldn't figure out why the more time I put into it, the less I wanted to do it. But once I met you, I realized that because direct sales, you can't just simply go hire a marketing company to do it for you. Right. Because that, you know, like our mission is about we're going to let us focus on your marketing so that you can focus on what you do, which is your business. Right. Because right? that was the thing. I, I was not a in direct sales. You don't have that luxury of hiring someone. And so I realized that that was not for me, but man, I could sell this. I could show people because I know it's what I was missing. I right. knew it was um, what what I needed for myself. And so like that was my biggest takeaway was just the depth of the level, the amount of time and the depth of knowledge that you really needed to have. And I have a lot more now, but there's still times like when I had that conversation this weekend, I had to defer to, to your knowledge because really not everyone wants to learn that. Um, some people don't have the ability to learn that because we all have talents in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't, many people don't have the time that it takes to put into that. Right. Um, but the biggest thing, other than the fact that I didn't want to do it myself, and just for the record, for those of you listening, I told Paul that if he ever made me post, I might quit. But um, the biggest thing I got was the content and the purpose of it. So I would go on randomly and talk to people and everybody loved how I would be genuine and I would accidentally connect with people, but I didn't realize you would, you would stumble upon some of the purposes. I would stumble upon the purpose of the content, but I wasn't getting that consistent, like planning out that purpose because I didn't understand how important that content was. I just kept thinking, but they can ask for the sales and they get them. But what I was missing was that on a regular basis, they were putting out something they were building an audience. They were the building an audience, yeah. which goes back to the branding. Yep. Um, and so that's, if you don't have that, you can post all you want. Even if you like doing the posting, yeah. you can post as much as you want. But if you don't have the right content. Um, yeah, it's both. You can't just have consistency without the purpose. Behind right. It. Because if the, per- like, if the, if you're consistently telling people to buy your stuff, no one's really going to buy your stuff. You may hit one or two. Right, but like it's not going to happen to the level you want. Right. Um, you know, talking about that, it's really funny because I know there are some people who are like they're hoping that they're going to hit that one video that then sells them all the stuff. Right, but there's no such thing. It doesn't like it. There, it exists, right? Because we see it. But you, when you understand that, like, yeah, one guy went viral because he had one video that he stumbled upon. It went really crazy. But if he stopped doing it. Yeah, of course. It, it, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. Well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is like if you cannot expect that viral video to happen, it happens to some people. Some people get they right. lucky and they stumble upon this stuff. But when you really understand the numbers, when you understand that, yeah, that guy went viral in that one video, 
but the 99 million other people did not, it's not that feasible to think that, oh, you're going to go viral. Right. Which right, is why right, the consistency yeah. thing is so – like if you're consistently putting out content with that the purpose in mind, right. then like you might hit one. You might, but or when, you might not, and just over time, you're just going to slowly build your. Yeah, audience. this is say you might or That's might not, mo- but more likely going to happen. Most of the people I've seen, like thinking of why might again, they are doing this on a regular basis. I've, they've never had a viral video, and there there was one um, person. They're making five figures a month. Yeah. I mean, they're making tons of money. Things that most of us, or at least to most of us, are tons of money. But they're, they've never had a viral video. To 90% just, of the... Yeah. yeah, there's on a daily basis, multiple times a day, they're providing content of value. And over time, that content has changed because they're, like, as their followers have come up, they have different needs. And they're staying on top of what those people need. So they didn't also stay, okay, this is what I was doing a year ago, and I'm yeah. just going to keep doing this. The people who I see who are making the money are... Consistently changing their content based on who's following them. Yeah. So, last one. Can you? What is one piece of piece of like tactical advice that you have that you didn't have four months ago? Hmm. It it would have to be find someone who can help you figure out. how to um, put your authentic self forward in a consistent way that provides value to the people that you want, that you're seeking. Yeah. Um, Because most of us, myself included, do not have um, the ability to do that on our own. We need someone else to help us see ourselves in a deeper way. Like you need someone to talk to. Um, And many of us still need, like if I hadn't, if I hadn't gone to that and I hadn't met you, I would like to think hopefully eventually I would have met someone else, but I would not understand what I do today. Like yeah. I ha- somebody else had to come in and help me. And I can tell you, I've spent a lot of money on all those like online things. Like oh my classes. God. Not, not like some of the ones I've, it wasn't that kind of money, but like I've, I've joined some of those things. I've spent money to try to the learn what I'm missing. And the... But it wasn't until I sat down with you and we really started talking about specific things that I was involved in that I really understood um, all of this. And honestly, I still don't create a plan on my own. I still come to you because it's it's your area of expertise. So they've really got to find someone that gets it. Please, for the love of God, don't hire your 18-year-old daughter. Yeah. (laughs) This is a big... You, we're talking about this, yes. and I know there are people thinking yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. I like there's a, I'm, no, a huge pet yeah. peeve about this. Mar- like your daughter posting selfies on Facebook is not the same as selling your t-shirt for sure. brand. For sure, for it sure, it is not the same yeah. thing. Find someone who you Ugh. see doing what you want to do, who you see their businesses building oh. consistently. Their people are enjoying. You're enjoying what they're doing. Um, and begin to watch them. And if it's someone you know personally, connect with them. Or even if you don't, find a way to connect with them. You mentioned Gary Vee earlier, and um, he does those calls with, like, people are able to call in. And so find someone. Find find your Paul. Or find Paul if you're in this area. Come to the workshop. But you need someone to talk it through with. Because 
As a 40-year-old, 42-year-old intelligent woman with multiple degrees, I can tell you that it wasn't until I met you that things really began to click. It's very kind. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing either. Well, most of the time, none of us really know, but someone always knows more than you in some area. Of course. So, <laughs> so I'm going to throw one right hook before we close this out. Um, if you listened all the way through this, there was some sort of interest there at least. Um, we are looking for interns for the summer. Um, both, I think the biggest thing I'm looking for is th- someone to potentially come on full time if it works out over the summer. Um, because I'm looking for, we're looking for videographers, we're looking for people with social media skills, savvy to kind of learn through this. I'm not promising a job to anybody, um, but is it is a potential that could happen over the summer. So um, hit us up if you're interested. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, Beyond Elite. You can check us out at www.beyondelitemarketing.com.